with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. Hi, Stacey. Good morning, John. How are you doing this week? We are one week out from the craziness that is HR Tech. Have you recovered yet? Um, you, you know, it's kind of a slow thing. That That is the peak of my year, and I run five 18-hour days scheduled half hour to half hour, and so it's, it is um, intense. <laughs> it is intense. Um, but what a great experience, and and how wonderful to see everybody who was um, in Las Vegas last week. Yeah, it is. It is definitely not only is it sort of you know like for you, same with me. You know that is the 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 culmination of a year's worth of work in that one couple of days. But um, there's no doubt that I think HR Tech has become not only you know a great industry event that we you know both sort of spend a lot of time preparing for, but it's very much a, a bit of a of a family reunion in a way, right? For everyone who's been in this industry for more than a few years, you see friends who you just don't get to see throughout the year, people who you've worked with in the past. Um, you know, it it's one of those type of events where at least for for those of us who go on a regular basis, where you're constantly stopping in the hallway to talk and chat and see people who, you know, you haven't had a chance to, to catch up with in at least a year, if not more in some cases. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a wonderful event from that perspective, I think, um, as well as um, from just the the ability to be able to reach a lot of people with some of the the research that both you and I do on an annual basis. So yeah. So it was yeah it was it was amazing and um, too short and too long all at the same time. <laughs> there is some truth to the too long. <laughs> When you do like six cocktail events in one night, and you realize you are not a person made to do cocktail events, yeah, it's a long. It can be a long week too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, what's in the mailbag? Well, I mean, I, I took a couple of things. You know, I kind of went back and looked at some of the announcements that we didn't get to hit on last week because there was just such a flurry of them, and so I've included some of that. And there is some new stuff going on this week. I think people are, like you said, they're just starting to sort of climb out of what is the, the at least here in North America, the annual HR tech sort of um, you know busy craziness. And we know there are a lot of vendor events going on over the next couple of weeks, so we'll, we'll probably be getting a lot of – um, news coming out over, you know, between now and, and sort of the December holiday season. Um, so not only, you know, do we have you know, that you and I both launched big research reports last week, but we also had a lot of announcements from the vendors uh, as well as the HR technology um, conference itself. So there was two big winners, probably if you call them winners, from the HR technology conference itself. One is the HR Tech Fest winner, which was Pilot, uh, an application focused on coaching, um, for those who kind of follow the emerging tech, new tech trends. And then there was also um, the 2019 top HR product that was announced at the HR Technology Conference as well. Uh, this year it went to ADP's Next Generation HCM, um, which we've talked about on the show before. We can definitely have some more conversations about. Uh, there was also, I think, some other news things that came out of the the and, um, week. One is that we mentioned Montage and Shaker International actually last week a little bit on some of the things they're doing, but I don't know that we really emphasize that they have now completely merged and gone under a completely new brand called Modern Hire, 
So if you follow Montage and Shaker International sort of video interviewing and uh, assessment uh, tool organizations, uh, they are now a, con a single entity called Modern Hire. We also saw that Alight Solutions launched their artificial intelligence for payroll transformation, oftentimes not things you hear together, artificial intelligence and payroll. So that's kind of a fun thing, I think, to follow. Um, Saba did a big launch of their new brand that I think is now uh, connecting what used to be the halogen world with the Saba world. They have, have been about two years now into that acquisition, and you now see they have a new brand, and they launched a new Just For Me learning experience platform um, as a probably a primary competitor, I would say, to what's going on over with Skillsoft, SumTotal, as well as uh, Cornerstone On Demand with the sort of personalized um, development plans program. We also saw some little companies like Equilibrium launching new cognitive performance modules and coaching modules. Instructure um, also, which is another learning management system um, that you and I have followed and talked a little bit about. Their bridge technology, they launched a new skills and career connections and coaching modules. So lots of coaching stuff. Ascentis uh, launched a new smart time clock. We can have some conversation about that. Um, those were sort of all the announcements from last week. We did get some funding going on this week. Talenia, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, is an AI technology recruitment company that got a $6.5 million funding round. And we also saw CoreStream securing investment from LLR partners. For those who follow the benefit space, um, CoreStream is a, uh, a firm that does um, vol uh, um, different types of benefits and, and allows organizations to pick those. Um, so they've got funding from a private equity firm. And then if we have any time at all today, we may want to talk a little bit about new systems that are kind of hitting the market, not normally seen as HR, but they're called um, FM Systems announced a plan to acquire Assure Software's workspace management portfolio products. So if you track any of the Internet of Things, these are the systems that like track who's sitting in your conference rooms and for how long. So there's some new stuff going on there. Um, so, yeah, lots of stuff going on, even though it was a busy week last week as well. So any of those spark your interest? you want to start on any of the specific topics of those um, items I talked about? Um, let's just start at the top and work through. There's a, ton, there's a ton to talk about. So coaching. Yeah. Coaching. We've seen coaching before. We have, Yeah. I would say, you know, you know, about 2008, 2009, back at back when we sort of hit the peak of the integrated talent management, I guess, you know, cycle of things, um, those systems, as they had filled out all of their various application areas from recruiting to learning to performance management, sort of the last thing to get sort of addressed or dealt with was career development and coaching and mentoring applications. And I saw, I remember a lot of focus on that at that point in time. And then it kind of died out and went away. And it seems to be, you know, when I went back and looked at all the notes about what was going on at HR Tech Conference, there's a lot of focus on artificial intelligence and, and analytics. But the other word that seemed to pop up over and over again in everybody's commentary was this focus on coaching, mentoring, career development um, as sort of one of those modules that never quite gets really developed, I think, in a lot of organizations. I, I don't know. Did you... See any of that, uh, John, or, or what do you yeah, think about you, that? You know, this is, this is, there is this increased complicated emphasis on 
career navigation, right? And, it's, yeah. and it is it is largely derivative from um, the retention problem, right? It's yeah. a tight labor market, and so so if you're going to keep people for a long time, you have to help them with their careers so they stay, yeah. right? That's that's kind of the, the the simple of it. And if you're going to help people with their careers. It turns out that most companies are kind of unique career environments, um, and so you have to help people understand the the rules of the road. Um, and um, I, I think that's the heart of this. You is, is that right? I would agree, but I would have to say I think that you know I think when we were talking about earlier, like I you know this this is not something that seems sustainable. The minute. The minute the economy drops, the minute recruiting becomes a little bit easier and you're not – don't have skill gaps and you're not struggling to find the right people, things like career development programs go away. They just literally go away inside organizations. Funding drops. The tools get less use. It's really and, – and this we definitely saw in the downturn was that this was the one product area where you just didn't see investment after the market got worse. And that's the thing that I feel it's sad, but it but I think you know this is another case where if the market drops, will this will you even hear about these things in a year from now, right? So so pilot is pilot one of these? Um, I, I don't know, and and I and I am actually yeah. trying to to look it up. Pilot dot coach is what this is, and um, um, I think that. It's really a reference system that gets you in touch with a coach. Is that is that yeah, how you this understand is a it? Pitch, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a pitch fest, and so these are brand new technologies. Pilot is, and so yeah, their their tagline here is empower employees, accelerate performance. Right. So there is a performance component to what they're doing, but yeah, it's very much about connecting you to the right coach if they've got weekly coaching activities monthly live video coaching customer analytic reports so it's so it's a coaching platform and it and a matching platform right um i i didn't see any notes as to to why people said they won the pitch fest over others that would be an interesting conversation to have with some of the people who made some of the judging there but um you know i the comment that sort of caught my eye here is that pilot's top selling point was it's an affordable way to develop talent that's really effective. So they're saying that this was cheaper than custom building training or content or skills, right? Yeah. Um, so the, so so it's a wraparound of individual career coaching sections. Yeah. Right. It, and, and there are human beings doing the career coaching. That is definitely yeah, human beings and video based, right? Or you know, pre-set content, yeah. So, so the matching system is it just matches employees with coaches, right? And, and so, inside your company is my understanding. I could be wrong on that. Again, <laughs> I had not having seen everything they're doing, but yes, yeah, that's what it seems to be. Oh, so uh, well, anyhow, um, I don't imagine this is going to be much of anything. Um, I, I will be really surprised. I, I, I'm happy to be persuaded. Um, but but people are busy. Coaching takes time. And so so if this is about um, 
um, causing people in the organization who are already busy to take on additional responsibility, um, that's a much bigger commitment than a piece of software. Well, and that's an act, that, that's a really good point. I mean, I heard the same kind of conversation coming from both Montage and Shaker in the new Modern Hire. They were talking about using some of their new tools. Basically, they do assessments, and they're and they're probably some of the best assessments in the world on sort of job specific day in the life virtual environments. Right? They were talking about how they could now take some of their assessment tools from sort of background performance and culture as well as their job virtual tryouts and start to use those to match people with coaches and gaps and areas you might have internally as well as maybe even for job hiring. So they were also talking about it. I also had an interview and in, in, in the news with Mequilibrium. Now, Mequilibrium is a, an organization that focuses on sort of the change in wellness aspect of organizations. This is change and change fatigue. So they're focusing on basically the resiliency of your employees. And, they, and they've got a, a, a large sort of study of, of or body of work that has been done by a PhD university professor around what is resiliency and how employees sort of can rank and rate their various levels of resiliency and how you can improve your resiliency if that's important to you as an organization and basically people who are comfortable with change. And they were talking about how they would manage matching up people from mentoring and coaching in this way. Now, their specific answer to that was, but our approach is going to be very different because you're only matching them for three meetings on a specific resiliency topic. You are not trying to give people a point where they have to go and meet with someone on an ongoing coaching and mentoring basis. So, yeah, those are conversations I had with all three of them on this topic of if I'm a coach, how do I have time for it, right? Yeah, so I, I, I took the time to take a, a quick look at the pilot website. And, and so it, this, is a, this is a digital technology that um, um, delivers relevant and actionable real-world advice that provides the benefits of individual career coaching sessions on demand for a fraction of the price. So this is like, a, you know, in the beginning, success factors. The whole stick at success factors was that it was a, a set of answers to typical management questions. Yeah. That was that was the origins of the company, was that it was it was the automation of a book about management technique. Um and and this is kinda like that, right? Um this is this is individual sessions interfacing with some sort of large database um to get career advice and that's that's better than the idea that you can have generic people doing it, right? You're just yeah, upfront sure. about the fact that this is this isn't really tailored for you. This is out of a, a, a database, and you get to. So so last week I went to the um, the Women in Tech Summit at at the HR Tech Conference, and and I listened very carefully to about a dozen women talk about. Um, how they got to where they are, right? Every every speaker described her trajectory and her career trajectory. None of them had linear careers. <laughs> not, one, yeah. not one of them um, <laughs> did, you know, engineering class one, engineering class two, line manager, middle manager, CEO, that sort of uh, straight progression. They did 
a stint in PR, followed by a stint in marketing, followed by a stint in operations, and ended up running the innovation lab somehow, right? Something like that. Some some really interesting set of connections that happened in real time were the heart of every everybody's career. Nobody had a straight line career, and I think that's don't you think that's generally true that people don't have straight line careers? I think it's generally true of those I think who. I would say those who are out doing something different, right? I will say, you know, I, I speak to a lot of, of employees who have gone up the, the the career ladder, sort of, you know, started out as an HR technologist, moved into a, a senior HR technologist role, and then to a sort of an executive HR technologist role, and that's their career trajectory, and that that's worked for them. So my sense would be that. It, it, those people who hop around and have very diverse careers are, are generally also people who are going to be looking to do things that are different in the space, right? And they're going to make maybe a little bit more noise about it. So I think there's a probably a good mix. Uh, the question is to which which one do you more often see? I don't know that answer. Like what's what's the the breakout between those who kind of follow a standard path versus those who follow what what you described? I think which is what you know people like us tend to have very different career paths, right? I don't know. You work for a while in a company, you get really good at something, and then you get laid off. (laughs) And and then you go to work for a while in another company, and you get pretty good at something else, and then you get laid off, right? This is is how it's been for 40 years. Um, So so I don't know where these people are who have straight line. I guess they're the people who didn't get laid off. Well, yeah, I mean... I, it, I guess it depends on on whether or not you go looking for a job that that is similar to the job that you previously had. But I'll give you I'll give you that aspect that if you get laid off or you, you get in somewhere in the middle of your your process get get really sort of um, dis sort of engaged with what's happening, you definitely shift gears generally, right? And so that definitely is taking place. I don't know. I'm, 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 I, I think I'm just going to push back on you a little bit that I don't think everybody has that type of career. I get that a lot of people have that type of career bounce, but not everybody would be my sense. There's, there okay. are a lot of people who still say Yeah, yeah, I don't, have, I don't have any data. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm curious. If somebody, if somebody out there has collected data that, that shows this, I'd love to see it. Yeah, and that would be an interesting perspective, not just by percentages, but like what percentage has sort of a straight line versus a a sort of moving all over the place kind of career, and what's the difference between those type of roles that they're holding? Yeah, definitely. But and to your point, these type of coaching technologies are built maybe for one or the other, right? Depending on which you were looking at here. The idea of resiliency is the idea of actually exactly what you're talking about. That's what equilibrium does, or at least is supposed to do, right? Is they're supposed to be identifying sort of people who are comfortable with that kind of constant change and movement and rethinking, right? Um, or, or at least helping people identify for their own personal selves how they can become more comfortable with that, right? Because that also gets back to personality types and what you're comfortable with. So, yeah, it, you know, and then to think about whether or not coaching is built around a straight-line career versus a career that jumps all over the place, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, so, so the other, so, go ahead. Yeah. So just transitioning into some of the other stuff that we saw, I think, we we they were talking about ADP also having sort of the most 
or at least getting the top 2019 HR product from HR Executive Magazine. Now, I don't know exactly how HR Executive Magazine does their assessments of these top products, so I don't want to go into that perspective. But you and I were having a great conversation that the ADP product, uh, kind of along the same lines of what we were talking about, it still feels to me, after seeing all of what we saw at HR Tech, like it has one of the most unique or or, or sort of more forward-thinking approaches that I've seen right now in the market to the core HRMS, HR technology space with their new next-gen HCM, which is more of a modularized plug-and-play, a team-based framework um, environment. What do you think about that? Do you think that that something like this might actually enable this coaching conversation we're talking about, or is this really as unique as I feel like it is? Well, well. so let's, let's just start talking about what makes it unique, because it, it, there's certainly – um, amazing stuff here. So, so the thing that the thing that blew me away when I when I saw ADP talk about this was that um, you don't have to follow the hierarchy to manage a group, right? This 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 HCM tool is not org chart dependent, um, and and so so you can instantly start monitoring a project group that is cross-functional and didn't exist before yesterday and got started today and is picking up steam um, as if it were any other organization. Right? You can just do that. Or you can or you can track and watch the sort of aggregate behavior of a demographic subset in the organization. Um, and, and so there's... there's um, a great deal of difference that I haven't seen elsewhere. Just haven't seen it. Yeah. That's my feeling as well. I mean, that's definitely because I was hoping to see some some really new and engaging things at HR Tech this year. And I, I saw some interesting stuff. You know, we talked about paychecks last week, and I thought some of the stuff that they were doing was really fabulous and sort of for where they're at in the market, a lot of really cool stuff with uh, wearables and geo-tracking and, and, and their new user interfaces. Um, I saw some really interesting stuff, you know, come out of what we're, we're seeing happening in the time um, management space and the, the sort of workforce management space. But this is, I think, the most just sort of different. That's, that's my take on it. But do you think they can actually um, – a lot of what they're talking about seems really great. Do you think it's actually – Achievable? Do you think that the technology can do what they're saying it can do for everyone? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I think I think that they are going to have to spend um, some significant training energy helping their clients understand how to use the capabilities. Hmm. And, and what's interesting? So 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 there are. There are multiple aspects of this story, right? One of the aspects of the story is they've built this. It's it's even smaller chunks than something you might consider modules. This this architecture that is easy to configure and that um, has um, affordances so that clients can build their own stuff. Like I saw first time I've ever seen a client usable chatbot designer. That's embedded in the thing, um, as is this broad ability to decide what's a group that you're going to manage on the fly. Um, 
just because you need to rather than having to go through some laborious process to get there. Um, it's it's possible that they've they've done some things that will make um, the transition to a data oriented HR department easier for their clients. I, th- I think the proof is sort of in the pudding, but it looks to me like this can facilitate the movement to um, the super data centric HR. Yeah. Now it is worth noting that that probably. More, more, I would say than half. I mean, most of their current 600,000 customers are already on a cloud application, which is fairly new and, and, and got a pretty good new architecture called Workforce Now. My question, and I think we were talking about this, is is, is this technology for those customers or is it more for their, their top 10 or 20% in size organizations, their enterprise customers, as they call them? Um, who are oftentimes shared by very large corporations like a Workday, Oracle, or SAP, both in the form of either payroll or core HRMS or other applications. So that's another piece of this picture, which is who is this technology for, right? Yep, I I think there's there's an interesting... hmm. Struggles uh, is too large a word, but but the competition for um, market share is getting um, more aggressive and 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 um, louder. Yeah. You know, with with uh, eight hundred thousand clients, you, you sort of have to ask yourself, who isn't an ADP client? Um, <laughs> In one way or another, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 so much bigger than anybody else that that it's crazy that that one is tempted to see them as less successful than some of the smaller operations, um, um, and and so so they are in the middle of a sort of a, a hairy little um, ongoing aggressive competition for the small to medium market while they are with these products, I think expanding into the enterprise space with a vengeance. Yeah. And, and the way you compare that, you know, that conversation about sort of 800,000 companies, right. That an organization has. And I think the, probably the next biggest one, I, I think I would have to double check, but would probably be paychecks with right. there. I think they're in that range somewhere that maybe three, four or 500,000 or something like that. Um, but the the other side of that picture is the number of employees, right? So they may have 800,000 companies, but most of those companies are maybe 10 employees or less in some cases, right? And then you look at someone like Workday who, who just recently has Walmart being installed on their platform with 2.1 million employees in that data set. So that's the other side of this picture, right, which is the largest companies on – one platform versus a lot of small companies on another platform and how those kind of organizations have to differ or stay the same in some ways, right? Um, so much of the experience of the organization and of the individual employee is tied to um, the software vendor that that it's, it's really, really important to understand that, that when you make a choice, you're choosing the world that your employees will live in. And, um, 
And each of the vendors offers um, a unique point of view about what's important. And so, so what you have to do is, is try to figure out how to discover what they think is important and whether or not that aligns with you. And that's a challenging thing. Now, the one group we haven't mentioned much at all in all of our sort of conversation about what happened to HR Tech and some of the things that are coming out this week is the recruiting space. There there was, as I said, a a bit of money um, here for Telenia, which is an AI technology recruitment company, $6.5 million funding round by IBEX Partners, um, and they've got artificial intelligence and recruiting and, and the whole bit. But I was, my sense of what's happening in the recruiting space feels like everybody's saying the same thing. The first integrated platform, everybody has the first integrated platform for, for recruiting right now. I, I didn't see a lot of new, new stuff. Everything felt like it was sort of a rehash of artificial intelligence, matching connections, those type of things. Um, probably the most interesting thing I heard was from Greenhouse, and they were talking a little bit about how they're thinking about reorganizing some of their support based off of the maturity of organizations versus the size of organizations, which is what we were just talking about, right? Did you see anything from the recruiting space that just blew your socks off this year? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, I think there are some things that are coming, right? And um, I, I, you know, it's it's an, it's an environment where all the names are terrible, but but there are <laughs> um, because because the heart of the recruiting system problem is really a data integration issue. Um, the companies that are doing data integration don't get to put out much in the way of sexy um, press releases. True. <laughs> you know, we, we made one more. We made sense out of one more pile of weird data. <laughs> that's how good it gets in, the, in that world. But that's where the action is, right? That's where the action is, and and Swoop Talent continues to to do just amazing things with data transformation that, that allows you to not have to clean so much. Um, hiring higher score, hired score, um, um, has a pretty interesting way of getting at matching and, and hiring solved. I'm probably butchering the names, um, um, is, is doing astonishing work with a quiet kind of integration of a lot of different pieces. Part of what's happened is there are now like 30 different ways, 30 different kinds of software that you can use to get recruiting done. Um, and so, and so there isn't a, this is, this is why the tagline single provider works so well is, is there isn't a, um, industry leader, although Phnom People is doing a good job of trying to become them, um, but there isn't really an industry leader who's the dominant player of next generation recruiting tools. And and they're bigger than an ATS and sometimes just sit on top of an ATS and have everything from very sophisticated matching protocols to um, programmatic advertising right and 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 lots of communications stuff in between um and so so it's a 
part of what you're seeing is it's a very, very complicated uh, mess in the recruiting ecosystem. And um, there hasn't really been anybody to come along and say, here's how all that stuff goes together. No, I, I think that's a great way of explaining it because it because it's it, and they're all doing in their own right sort of unique things that that other applications would love to do, but it just feels like it's in such a small niche area. It's such just a focus on just the new hires or finding the right candidates that it that it, it like you said it it becomes um, more complex and nuanced than maybe it's easier to put into a headline. But um, my only request is please no more hired X. Right? There are so many different versions of those titles and names, you know, when you come up with, at least with like some of the other ones that have, that have been out, like the Phenom people and the ISIMs and that stuff, at least they come up with sort of a, a different name. Well, we just do recommend that. But that's yeah. So, <laughs> so we're through our time and it, it's been another great conversation, Stacey. Thanks for doing this. Definitely. We had a, we had a good time last week. Next week, we'll both be calling in. I think we're going to be at, at Workday's Workday Rising event so people can, yep. uh, Here's from there. Um, and then after that, we've got a couple other events that we'll be doing we'll, we'll tell everybody about. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a, a good couple of weeks on the road. We'll have some updates for everybody. Great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. Hi, how are you? Whoops, there you go. Hi, how are you? Sorry I'm a bit late. I am fantastic. It's late in your day. What time is it? Okay, and I'm going to turn off my video if you want. Um, <laughs> ah! Okay, good. Good. So, so... Tell me a little bit about yourself. I've, I'm, ex you know, everybody who touches by the product or um, Jana's operation are amazing people, and so I I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you. Huh?
That's that's exciting. So so the thing that 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 prompted me to ask James to introduce us um, was you were teaching a course that used the phrase mapping complexity in the description of the course, and so so I'm like all amped up to find out what you mean by that and how you do that and how you think about that. Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. Hang, hang on a second. Tell me more about that. that. Tell me more about the program, where it was, what you read, you know, because cause I don't really find people who are trained in systems thinking running around this space. And so, 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 so I'm interested, I'm interested in what you learned uh, because, because this is, on one level, the heart of my business and the heart of my question. So, so, so please tell me more about the, the program. Okay. Okay.
Oh, that's inter- that that that's interesting. That's interesting. Yep. Wow. Wow. We have, we have, there's a lot of territory we could cover there. Have you ever seen a book called Systematics? Oh, so, so write this down. John Gall. Um, the book is called Systematics, and it is, I don't know, it's, it's, it, there certainly couldn't possibly be a new copy of it anywhere. It's probably 35 years old, anyhow. Um, um, and it, what 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 made me want to tell you about it is when you said you looked around and you saw all these systems and they appeared to be broken. One of the things you get out of reading John Gall is the notion that systems are doing precisely what they're supposed to do. Um, and, and that when you make a diagnosis of a system, you should start there. That, that the system is behaving properly. Um, you just don't understand what it's trying to do. Um, right. And, and so, so, so before you, um, um, go ahead and fix it, um, you should start by figuring out what it's trying to